it's Joelle and Sean, co-founders of Desair, and you're listening to Insights with Experts, our podcast where we interview different experts across a breadth of various industries, with years of experience under their belts, and we try to explore their perspective on their industry, and learn a little more about their journey, so that hopefully you too can cast a new light on your own journey. Hi everyone and welcome to Insights with Experts. With us here today we are very very lucky to have a very special person. With over 2 million followers on Facebook in 80 different countries around the world, we have none other than Lynn Tamir, social media influencer and content creator. Lynn, it's absolutely wonderful to have you here today. How are you? I'm great. I'm in quarantine for two weeks so I'm a mixture of great and resentful. <laughs> right. So, uh, just to start off the interview, we would like to know, so what is it that made you want to go into this whole social media influencing field? I mean, was there a certain moment along the way that made you think, okay, this is something you want to do? Or was it always something that you really had in mind? I mean, I think most kids at some point are interested in doing something like singing or being on TV or this type of thing. So when I was a kid, there was no social media. So for me, it would have been, oh, I want to be an actress. But I always thought being an actress was like a stupid dream because I'm from Los Angeles, the land of failed actors and actresses, right? So I was like, I am not going to be stupid enough to think I can succeed, right? So I kind of crushed my own dreams. to do something more practical. So when I finally realized I might be able to do it was actually just a couple years ago. So I was already, you know, 28, I think, or 27, which for people in high school or college, I don't know how old you guys are, that's like very, very old, right? That's very, very far away. So it sounds like I will never be successful if I have to be successful when I'm 28. Um, But the truth is like life is very long. And I remember being, you know, this age and feeling like, doing anything is impossible. But the truth is, you're gonna be around unless you die for many, many more years. And so just taking small steps will get you to where you wanna be and I wouldn't stress too much about it. So the reason I knew I was going to do this was not because of fame or anything like that, but because I was getting very annoyed with the type of content that I would see online. So I'm a very, purpose-driven personality like I care a lot about like animal rights and women's rights and human rights I care so much and there's so many problems so it's very overwhelming and I was scrolling Facebook all the time and I was like god this is like really useless content like this is you know just so much pointless content and I was like I wish these creators would make some good content and I was like blaming them for not doing it and ultimately I realized you know, they can do whatever they want. If I want there to be good content, I have to make it. I cannot point my finger constantly at other people. So that's how I started Dearly. Yeah, that, that, that sounds really cool actually and, and definitely very inspiring to, um, and I really can, I, I like really appreciate that mindset and philosophy behind, you know, instead of blaming others, you know, go ahead and do it yourself, right? And yeah. that actually, um, it leads quite well into the next question, which is, you know, how can the youth like us uh, leverage social media to, to, uh, to use and use it as a tool to empower not only themselves and, and bring a voice to themselves, but also to empower others? Sure. I mean, I think 
my personal approach is you need to be empowered before you can empower others right so for me part of building this brand is so that i can be financially strong financially um independent um literally independent like i don't live with family or something so i don't need their approval for anything i do um mentally independent from again family is like a big net for a lot of people they get stuck in the family or society expectation net and that is extremely hard to get out of for some people i mean that's why i started so late because i was stuck in the net of doing what my parents wanted and what society wanted and i'm from the us i'm not from a country where you're so tied to your family like maybe here in singapore or in in asia so it's even harder here honestly probably for some people um so i think that's a really big first step that people have to take is make sure you are free first uh i get so many messages every day make a video about this make a video about that these are people like you guys you can make the video yourself you know you can do it you don't need me it's not my job to be the spokesperson for every issue on planet earth you know um so each of you will have things you know that you dealt with in your life that were difficult and it's your responsibility to be the advocate for those issues and it's my responsibility to be the advocate for things i've dealt with so i think that's important is like um don't feel like you're responsible for everything just feel like you're responsible for something and it's easier to get started that way yeah that's a really good point um so Elin, my next question is all about you know the whole rise of social media and the effect that actually has on the youth and i mean yes while it has enabled us to do so many more things and i can't even start to name all of these things um you know would you also agree that there's this emergence of consciousness about you know likes and followers and all all of these that lead to something that can often have a negative effect on 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 the youth i mean that's a that's a huge issue like are you going to be the type of person who falls prey to searching for validation or are you going to be the type of person who wants to make a difference right so i think everybody gets caught in the like trap a little bit um i'm i have been caught in it a bit but i'm pretty lucky that i was raised by a really intense mom who's like you know what matters is your worth and you having integrity right so i think what i understand and the reason now i i just launched a video 5 minutes before this call i don't care how many likes it gets or views it gets i do not care because the video or your instagram post or your tiktok or whatever the performance does not reflect on on your value it really doesn't and it doesn't even necessarily reflect on the need of the world for that content One example I like to give is, you know, I've uploaded a video on Facebook and it got 10 million views, and then I've uploaded the same video on YouTube and it gets a thousand views or 500, right? It's just because there's not necessarily an audience you've built. It's a matter of luck, timing, you know. Uh, there's so many elements, so it's really silly. Imagine I only uploaded to YouTube and I said this is a bad video. Nobody wants to watch this. Nobody cares about this topic. That's not true. 10 million people cared on Facebook, right? So, that's something really that will help you enjoy creation is not attaching value to the likes, shares and views. Yes, you can use them as a barometer, right? You can use it to track, you know, maybe if you know you normally get 500 likes and that this got 200, okay, maybe we should change it up, right? But it should not affect your 
feelings about yourself they're completely separate genuinely there's no connection right so i think for me because i'm very purpose driven um let's say i i did a video about female genital mutilation fgm an extremely unpopular unmarketable topic okay this is not something that will do well on social and i knew that so i spent a lot of time on framing the topic so a lot of times the topic is not important the framing is important right so if you want your video to perform well not because it affects your self esteem but because it's helping the message you have to frame it in a way that is relatable but doesn't sacrifice the message right so not you know sexualizing yourself in general is a good idea not using expensive fancy things to get attention is generally a good idea this is the trap a lot of people fall into for men it's like you know showing off and for women it's showing their bodies right a lot of times we we want to do this because it's easier right i was tempted when i was younger i was like oh my god i have a nice body i could just show it and get so much engagement but that's not going to actually help my message because then people are watching me to look at my body not because they want to learn about fgm <laughs> right so you have to think about what you care about do you care about any views or views that will make a difference yeah 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 i think that um it's really good to bring up i think a lot of people are are seeking too much validation and and now yeah. it's becoming more like people are starting to realize it and talk about it a little bit more i think um but i still think it's a pretty big problem to many people who get validation from their views and their their certain stats um on a on a slightly different note um there's in in recent no in recent years i think it's been more of an up and coming issue um that is like rethinking the education you know particularly primary secondary education um actually i'm doing a ted talk later in september online about it too um and there there is there is a i think it's 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 definitely a growing issue um that education systems are pretty outdated and i was curious to know um what do you think that social media like what kind of role do you think social media will play in the sort of i guess you might say next phase of education you know will it play a role at all um and if so you know what kind of thing do you think it will do Sure. Um I'm not super well versed on this. I just want to, you know, say that ahead of time. Um but in general, I feel like a lot of people are educating themselves now, right? They're educating themselves. And, you know, someone like me, I'm going to watch TikToks about, you know, people who worked at Google. I'm going to watch TikToks from people who are lawyers. I'm going I'm watching marketing tick, you know, there's so much junk on TikTok. Um and that's you know of course i see that on my for you page but that's not what i'm focusing on i'm focusing on following people who i learn from so i think that i mean in an ideal world you know it's a generational thing so most of your teachers are not super good at social media right so ideally you know they would be able to use social media to get through to you right to make these videos there's a few teachers that are good at that i'm sure you've seen them they can teach math on tiktok they can teach this you know it's a perennial problem it's an age old issue right education is almost never like up to date it's always the past generation it's such a massive system that takes so long to change and update um i'm a fan of you know if you can educate yourself do it 
as a student, I was always getting in trouble for reading during class because I was above my grade level and class was very boring, right? So I didn't have a phone and when I was in high school, so I had a book and I was reading under the desk every day, right? So I was educating myself. Um, I liked school, I liked my education system, but I think that social media is a way that, you know, whatever is happening at school doesn't matter, but you have the opportunity after school to educate yourself, right? If it is too slow for you, you have YouTube, you have, you know, TikTok, you have the ability, like almost anything is online. You just have yeah, to have yeah. the I, discipline. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's actually for me. And I really agree with it. I'm, I'm a self-taught developer and pretty much nothing of what I was taught has has come from school so I can like that's definitely something that I recognize yeah. the the availability of information with the internet compared to like previously with books and that was already pretty good but you know not as good now with the internet the opportunity is insane and um, it's actually pretty interesting the way that you said that education has actually always been a problem and it's always a generation behind and I actually it's a pretty interesting point of view that I hadn't really erected before which was you know sort of how about, you know, in previous decades, has it also been behind? Um, so yeah, definitely some really interesting comments. Yeah, yeah. So that's just one opinion. Everything I say is one opinion. So. <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah, um, I think what I, I like is the fact that you were saying literally everyone can use social media. It's not some, something that, you know, certain people have, have access to. And what we've found as students is actually, um, the fact that you know we aren't just learning on our own anymore we can now teach other students as well and with social media you, whatever you, you learn you can then translate that and no i might not be hand, handing over the leading thoughts and you know economics to my friends but i can teach them what they don't necessarily know just as they can teach me what, you know i don't know right exactly yeah my generation, we complained about, I mean, I think we're close in generations, but we complained about, you know, we're not learning life skills. We need to know how to pay taxes, right? No one is teaching you how to pay taxes. Like we, you know, need to learn stuff that we're actually gonna use and we weren't actually learning that. And school is just an inefficient thing, right? You're spending five minutes walking to another class, five minutes settling down, your poor teacher has to prep for all these students, right? They have 120 students if they have six classes a day. It's crazy. Like, that it works at all is crazy. That's crazy. Um, but for example, I learned so much doing social media. And my mom's a teacher. She's been a teacher for 42 years. And so I've learned a lot from her. And so I started teaching an online content creation course. It's like an online retreat. And students that have taken this course, you know, they're all ages, 17, 18, all the way up to 50s and 60s. They said that in one week, they learned more than at university. Okay, that just shows you how inefficient a lot of systems are. For me, I went to university for four years. Do I remember anything? Honestly, no. I majored in ancient history of the Middle East and I don't remember a thing. If you took me to Egypt right now and you showed me a hieroglyph, I would be like, I know nothing. Because I would just memorize for a test and forget, right? And so a lot of times I'm a fan of immersive learning. That's why I like to host these retreats. It's like you are dunked for a week and you want to learn, right? You actually want to know this stuff. Whereas a lot of us go to university and like we want to make friends and like we kind of want to learn, but you know, they're teaching 70% of what we learn in class. Like 
we don't actually want to learn you're required to take classes that you don't actually care about because it makes you well-rounded so this is a lot of like lost time in in my perspective i support university but i also think it's inefficient yeah, yeah. exactly nothing exactly. against you it's just very expensive <laughs> <laughs> Alan, um, we've, we've really enjoyed this interview. We just have one more question to, 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 ask, to ask you right as we leave. And that is, Alain, if you had one piece of advice for the youth, what would that one piece of, of advice actually be? Mm. Um, I think if I had one piece of advice that spans many people with many personalities, it would be to always keep improving yourself even if you don't know what you're going to use these improvements for in the future and do what you want to do and not what other people want you to do even if it takes you 10 years like it took me do it eventually <laughs> um, Alin, thank you so much for coming on here uh I really, really enjoyed this and I'm sure many people Great. are actually going to learn a lot. And for everyone watching, this has been another episode of Insights with Experts. Please let us know the next experts you want to hear from and some of the questions that you may have for them as well. Thanks for listening in. This podcast has been brought to you by Desera, a platform designed to bridge the gap between the youth and professionals. You can read more about us at desair.org. And you can also check out the section titled Insights with Experts, where you can submit your questions that you might have for future experts and industries that you would like to learn more about. And you can also refer in any experts that you might know yourself.